Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Will Andronico. The city of Boston has experienced a mix of sunny skies and rain recently, with temperatures in the high 80s yesterday. Today, temperatures are expected to reach a high of just 73 degrees, with occasional showers in the evening. This weekend, skies will remain partly cloudy, with high temperatures of 70 degrees on Independence Day and 79 degrees on Sunday. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on updates to Boston University's Faculty Workplace Adjustment Form for this fall semester. Boston University has reopened their Workplace Adjustment Request Form, and it will remain open until July 9th. According to BU philosophy professor Daniel Starr, BU did not communicate to professors that the form was reopened and updated. One reason for the extension was a change in CDC guidelines for identifying individuals with an increased risk of contracting COVID-19. The new update was released on June 25th, the same day that BU closed its request form. Now, BU faculty members who fit the new guidelines can apply for an adjustment. Because the CDC's new guidelines take underlying medical conditions into account, the university is requesting that signed medical documents are submitted along with the request forms by July 19th in order to be considered for a workplace adjustment. On the form, BU says that each workplace adjustment request will be reviewed immediately once it is received by the university and that employees will be hearing from their dean regarding the outcome of their request. Details on how and when that will occur are still unclear. In Western Massachusetts, I'm Christina Malhorn for WTBU News. Joining us now is Grace Ramey with an update on the state of Maine's reopening plan. In a press conference revealing details for Phase 3 of Maine's COVID-19 reopening plan, Maine Governor Janet Mills announced that Massachusetts residents would not be exempt from a 14-day quarantine when entering the state. Despite a recent record low positive test rate in Massachusetts, Maine officials deemed that current rates, when compared to other states nearby, were too high to let Massachusetts residents in. Maine will allow residents from New Hampshire, Vermont, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut to move in and out of the state freely, as recent statistics from John Hopkins University show positive test rates to be lower in these states. The only visitation loophole available to residents of Massachusetts is proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken within 72 hours prior to arrival at the state border. In contrast to this decision, Massachusetts has relaxed the state's self-quarantine guidelines for people arriving from seven Northeast states, including Maine. Governor Charlie Baker of Massachusetts announced that he would personally reach out to the governor of Maine for clarification regarding the decision and to explore alternative plans for Massachusetts residents wishing to vacation in Maine. In Belmont, Massachusetts, I'm Grace Ramey for WTBU News. Now we'll head over to Hannah Yoshinaga for a Supreme Court update. The Supreme Court stated on Thursday that it will decide in the fall term if House investigators are allowed to view grand jury information from former special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into President Trump. As a result of the postponement, all grand jury material will likely stay sealed until after the November election. When Mueller's report was released in 2019, all references to grand jury proceedings were redacted and hidden from the House Judiciary Committee, which is standard procedure for investigations involving a federal grand jury. However, the committee asked a federal judge for an order that would force the Department of Justice to release an unredacted version so that investigators could continue looking into possible collusion between the president and Russian officials prior to the 2016 election. 
Community leadership said that the grand jury material is key to its investigation because it could provide enough substance for new articles of impeachment. On the other hand, members of the Justice Department maintain that grand jury secrecy is essential to the continued functioning of the jury system. Whether or not the Justice Department is threatening the separation of powers by influencing a conflict primarily between Congress and the executive branch is an ongoing source of debate inside and outside of the federal government. In Orange, California, I'm Hannah Yoshinaga for WTBU News. Next, a story from the Texas governor from Audrey Porter. On Thursday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed an executive order that mandates residents to use face coverings in public places in counties where there are 20 or more positive COVID-19 cases. According to state data, this order will affect about 67% of Texas counties. This decision comes as Texas has recently seen a large spike in coronavirus cases. On Wednesday, the state reported 8,076 new cases in a 24-hour period, the state's highest number of cases in a single day. By comparison, during the second half of May, Texas was averaging about 1,500 new cases each day. The coronavirus has now infected more than 168,000 Texas residents and killed at least 2,481 people. Governor Abbott also said that failing to comply with the order is punishable by fine. Additionally, people cannot be in groups larger than 10 and are required to maintain six feet of social distancing. In a release video that includes the new executive order, Abbott asserted that the virus was not going away and was in fact getting worse. In Richfield, Connecticut, I'm Audrey Porter for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Inyong Kim out of Myanmar. At least 162 people were killed by the landslide on Thursday morning at a jade mine near northern Myanmar. The Myanmar Fire Service Department said 162 bodies were found at a jade mine industry in Pakant in Kachin State. Twelve hours after the landslide disaster occurred, which left 54 people injured. The fire service said a wave of mud smothered the miners due to the heavy rainfall. The government was faced with the criticisms for fail to restrain mining practices in Kachin state. Global Witness said in a statement, the government should suspend the illegal and dangerous operations of mining. An unknown number of miners are still missing since they are unregistered migrants workers from other places. This mine collapses frequently before in Kachin state. And this is the worst accident that has happened ever since the collapse of the mining waste in Pakant, which resulted in the death of at least 120 people in 2015. In Newton, Massachusetts, I'm Inyoung Kim for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Megan Gregoire, Evan Jimenez, and Gabby Lopez, I'm Will Andronico, reporting from Bolton, Massachusetts, for WTBU News.